Welcome to Legends of the Hall, the podcast centered around the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, telling the stories of the greatest stars in the history of Pro Rodeo. This is episode number seven. Our guest is one of the most prolific winners of world titles in Pro Rodeo history. The legend, Guy Allen. 18 world championships, 33 trips to the national final steer roping. This is professional rodeo announcer Steve Kenyon. Legends of the Hall is being sponsored by Wrangler, the official Western wear of pro rodeo. Long live cowboys. In just a moment, you'll meet Guy Allen on Legends of the Hall. Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And if I'm going to enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, and in the spirit of the holiday, we are giving you a couple of different Legends of the Hall podcasts this week. Special encore presentation that is already loaded up of Red Steagall talking about his selection as this year's legend of pro rodeo. He'll be honored at the Gold Buckle Gala of the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame on December the 4th at the South Point Hills Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. This show features Guy Allen. Last weekend, I had the opportunity to be one of the arena announcers along with my friend Jody Carper at the National Finals Steer Roping. It was my first steer roping finals. I loved it. The guys are great. Uh, the talent of the horses is exceptional. It was a lot of fun. And it was a great two nights of roping. Now, the guy who really kind of set the stage for all of it, if you want to think of it that way, is the man that joins us on this show. Guy Allen qualified for his first national final steer roping when he was 17 years old. The age limit of 18 hadn't been put in place yet back in the 1970s. He won a world title when he was 19. He won 17 more world titles. He quit competing at the national finals at the age of 58 in 2016. Guy Allen is known as the legend for all the right reasons. And we've got a chance now to introduce you to Guy Allen. Guy, welcome. I appreciate your time. It was a real pleasure to meet you at the steer roping finals. I should have caught you and done this in person. But um, what a what a legacy, what a career um, that you had a chance to have. You you had a chance to to think about that every once in a while and some of the highlights. What was How'd you do it, guy? How did how did you have that much success in one event? <laughs> I don't know. See, they people ask me that all the time. You know, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I just I grew up. You know, wanting to be a cowboy and and uh, uh, and rope, and I wanted to be a world champion. And uh, my dad and my mom, they you know they they made it you know just available to to rope. Uh, I won't say my dad put the pressure on me, but he had, you know, if I wanted to go to town, he said, well, we'll just turn out the horse if you can ride them and uh, we'll sell them. And I'm like, no, I, 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 I don't want you to sell them. Uh, but, you know, once I'd get out there and rope, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I love, I love roping and, and I don't know. I just, I did it. Uh, I team roped a, I love team roping, and uh, but my dad, I wear, if I'd go with him, you know, he he tied steer. Of course, he team rope, no cares, but 
he made the finals, won the average at the finals, steer open. But uh, uh, we just, I just started going with him, and uh, I he he had he had jobs. You know, they worked, drove dozers, and worked cattle, and uh, I uh, I just uh, he he took horses in to train, and me and my brother Gip. We would ride him, you know, while he was working. Then he'd come home, and then we'd rope on him. And we spent a lot of time at night roping, you know, all night long. And anyway, that's just kind of how it started. Yeah. You, in 1983, I'm going to take you through a couple of moments in history. 1983, your dad, James, your brother, Gip, and you became the first father-son-son trifecta to qualify for the national finals in the same year. Um, what was that like? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, me and my brother we're real close. You know, we talked to one another about every day. Uh, you know, we grew up just roping together and and uh, and uh, traveling together everywhere. You know, and that's what we did. And and then, of course, my dad, uh, uh, you know, went with us. And like I say, you know, when he was. Uh, day working or whatever me and my brother you know we we didn't rope a lot when my dad wasn't there you know tied steers but we team roped and and stuff but it was it was pretty neat Kendra santos wrote a great article in the team roping journal and she she went through some of this history and one of the things she pointed out was that that year 1983 gip broke his leg before the finals and he roped at the national final steer roping in a walking heel plaster cast how did that work i don't know it was it, they were living in oklahoma at the time and uh i guess the horse uh slipped and fell and he he broke his his ankle and uh anyway i didn't think he was gonna get to go he was sitting like about third uh that year and uh uh anyway he he said, kept saying he was going to be able to go. And anyway, he had a a plastic Paris uh, cast on walking heel, and, and, he, and he rode good. He did. He, I mean, he was. It was. Uh, it didn't seem to slow him down too much. Yeah, thirty three trips to the NFR, eighteen World Championships. Only Trevor Brazil's got more world titles. And Trevor did it in three events, the all-around, the tie-down, well, four events, the all-around, the tie-down roping, team roping, and the steer roping. Guy, when you first started out, you won a world title in 1977. You were 19 years old. Um, how, think back on that. Think back on the hours in the practice pen, the the horses, just what, you're not supposed to be able to do that when you're 19, but you did. Um, what got you there? Mm, I, I don't know, really. I, I worked at it, you know, and, uh, it was a, a dream to win. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I wrote to practice and, uh, you know, I, that's, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how it, how it happened really, but. Uh, I tied a lot of steers at home because dad had them horses and uh, 
I was going amateur team roping and uh and then I you know come home and I would ride them horses and tie steers down and then my dad just said come go with me and, and that's where we went and uh I went and uh and entered the steer ropings and anyway they uh, I don't know that was in 77 I just when I won the world I just it was like three days. I just turned because they had the steroid files in Laramie, Wyoming mm-hmm. in September, and I just turned 19. And uh, so it was, uh, I don't know. We just, I just roped. Yeah. Um, you get a phone call in 1996 from the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame saying you're an inductee. Your career was still going. Um, you had been to, I think you went to multiple other steer roping finals after that. Your Hall of Fame bio says 27 at the time. So you went back several more times after that. Um, did you think that, um, did you think you were going to get that kind of an opportunity to go into the hall? Not, you know, what? I mean, I guess any kid, you know, wanted to be a, a champion or, I wanted to win, you know, you hope you're good enough to win a championship. And then, and then, you know, uh, why you're doing it, you know, I was hoping, you know, that I would be in the hall of fame. I mean, you know, one of my idols was Roy Cooper, you know, he was, he's just a little older than me, but he, he come down to some, you know, junior rodeos or um, things down the air and just watching him, you know, rope Kez, um, he was just, I mean, just a heads above everybody else. And uh, anyway, he, you know, he was in the hall uh, when they opened it. And uh, I don't know. I I just, I don't know. I, I just tried to do the best I could. It was kind of my living or pretty much all my living. And yeah. it was a hard living. Some years were really good and some years wasn't so good. So, I mean, it, it. I don't know. I just had to had to bear down about every time I nodded my head. You weren't running it as much money as the guys are today. What was your? I, I should have looked this up, guy, and I didn't. Approximately, you know, what you remember? What your best year was, money wise, in terms of just biggest dollars that you won? I think it was in nineteen ninety eight. I think. Uh, I won close to uh, ninety eight thousand. I think huh. uh, it was. Uh, I win. Uh, I win good that year, and but uh, uh, the finals were still at the lazy. Still paying the the same. I mean, it it had went up, of course, from Laramie to you know to Guthrie and Emerald and then uh, Hobbs, and then back to. The lazy and then the Mulvane now, but uh, it, uh, it there wasn't as much money. There wasn't the standalones uh, in it, and uh, yeah, I don't know what it would have been like if uh, if I was had that my best horse at Black Jerry. I call him Jeremiah, and uh, how much you know it would have paid. You know how much I would have won, but. It was, 
I don't know that that year was good. Uh, they wanted me to win a hundred thousand, and I always kind of you know wanted to. And uh, anyway, I had a, a chance there at the finals, and it just kind of it wasn't great. Um, Trevor Brazil was there that year, and and uh, I had to be fast to to place in the round to win a hundred thousand, or I was in the lead, the average. And to go and uh, you know time down to win the average. I thought Cole Patterson was going to win two hundred thousand this year, um, and had things gone a little bit better in a couple of go rounds, and had he placed in the average, he would have. Um, you roped with some of those guys. You roped against some of those guys. You roped with and against Scott Snedeker, and you roped against Cole's dad, Rocky. Um, Cole says that you have helped to advise him on more than one occasion. What do you what do you what do you see when you look at this group of guys today that are competing? I don't know. I mean, Cole is, you know, he he has uh, asked for some advice. And, and, of course, Rocky, his dad, had come to one of my schools back uh, years and years ago. Uh, and I helped him. Uh, Rocky's kind of got his own style. Uh, but Cole, I mean, is, um, is he's pretty handy. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Scott, I rope against Scott. Uh, a lot, and uh, Scott's a a very a very good one, and uh, I I expected him to to uh, to win a lot more, uh, and you know he's not done for sure. Yeah, uh, Scott to me know, is kind of the ice man. Scott just wears you down. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He he just goes and does it. He I don't think Scott Drew is good. Uh, as uh, as some of them, he made a few mistakes, I guess, but uh, he uh, he just never drew in the best, you know, the best part of the steers. But uh, you know, he wouldn't tie them down. He wrote really good, you know, outstanding, and so did Rocky. Rocky had that one steer in the seventh round that you had mentioned about holding him down, and he had asked me about him and. And uh, he got up with uh, Chet Herring the night before. And I told Rocky, I said, don't miss. I mean, your horse is working good. Uh, you know, don't don't try to do anything different. Just, you know, go catch him and tie him down. And, of course, he had to hold him down and right. and uh, and got it done. But, uh, you know, Jess Tierney really wrote good. Uh, he's, he's He does good. Uh, his dad's, you know, he had come by the house back years ago, and I helped him. And and um, of course, just asked for advice on things. His last year, got up on him, and uh, uh, it was. I mean, he did about all he could do. When you're in a and, battle for the average, I don't think that last year Jess Drew was the one you wanted to draw. No. He ran no, he hard. Got, and He had got up with Jay Tom the night before, but he said they tied him down four times at Gale at a rope in there uh, before they, they went up there. Said he'd been tied four times, but he didn't want no part of it. Yeah. It didn't look like. And... Uh, I was glad Jeff didn't take that shot when that steer ducked, and he realized, you know, it wasn't going to happen for him. So he just went to try to tie him down, and and it didn't work. Uh, but he rope, he really roped outstanding. Him and and uh, even um, 
slave would. That horse's slave, I thought, was really, really good. Uh, his and, of course, that horse of Scott Snedeker's really they they really were good. Rocky's horse worked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're. Uh, it's. I don't know. It was it was good watch, and I haven't been to watch. I went and helped a guy a couple of years, and of course, I guess watched then. But but this year, I, I just went just. To, I wasn't helping no one. Just went, and my wife was really wanting to go, and so uh, a friend of mine asked us to go with them, and so we went up there, and I enjoyed it. It was it was good. What do you What do you know about Slade Wood? Have you spent any time with him? I am. He's he's twenty one years old, um, and just competed at his second finals. Won a lot of money. Placed in more go rounds than he didn't place in. Won a round. Um, I think that kid is got star written all over him. Yeah, he is. Uh, I went down there a couple of years ago and stayed with him and his dad. And you know his you family. You roped with his dad, right? Down, uh, sir. You roped with his dad, right? Yeah, I roped against him. Yeah. Yeah. But I went down to their house and stayed for a month, and uh, and roped with him and and uh, helped him. And uh, but I mean, he had he had, had pretty much all of it down uh, when I got there. He just needs to, uh, you know, when. When something happens, is to learn to let it go and go to your next one. You know, and don't bring the the last one with you. And uh, and I think he's doing pretty good at it. Yeah. You know, he uh, yes, he's he's uh, he's going to be a threat. Uh, if as long as he can, you know, the horses make a big deal in that steer open. I was fortunate to have several good ones, uh, but. Uh, a lot of time they 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 don't last as long as you, you know you'd like. Um, of course, my the black one I had, Jeremiah, he lasted. You know, I rode him about ten, fifteen years, hmm. and uh, most of them, you know, last about four years, and uh, some of them don't last that long. But he uh, that horse, you know, if he gets something like that, that that horse is really. He had him when I was down there, and and I told him that was that was their best horse, and uh, and that horse he works like I like I like one to work, and uh, he uh, but you know Slade is talented with a rope, he's uh, athletic, and uh, he's got a, a big future in it. Yeah, um, you made a comment in your Hall of Fame acceptance speech. I wanted to ask you about a couple of things you said in that speech. You talked about going into the Hall of Fame with the guys that you used to run to the fence to watch. Um, who do you remember that was in that class in 1996? Oh, uh, I know Scamper went in and uh, Charlie, uh, Charles, the bull rider. Uh, Charles Sampson? Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't remember the other ones for sure. Yeah, but I mean, Scamper right there, that's um, that's a heck of a horse. Speaking of horses, it lasted forever. Yeah, that 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 horse was pretty phenomenal. I, I did, you know, I got to watch him quite a bit, and uh, 
And I mean, Charmaine was good, you know, also, but but the horse. And that's just like like me and, and uh, that black horse, Jeremiah. I mean, Jeremiah was just a phenomenal horse. I mean, he was, he could, he scored, he could run, you know, he, he just, he had a fast drag and uh, it was just, you know, one that, that was just a freak and uh, he made it easy, yeah. you know, he, he made it easy to win and, and, and I give a lot of credit to him for, for what I won is because, you know, I've, I've won on some other ones and, and all, but, but the ones, you know, one in a row, and uh, as much as I won was, he was just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, guy, let me ask you about the biggest single check you ever won in your life. Wasn't the steer roping, it was in the team roping. <laughs> At the World Series <laughs> of Team Roping. Uh, you split $390,000, won the number nine. Tell me about that, $195,000 a man. Well, I, I don't know. I I haven't been roping uh, much, and then uh, anyway, I, I started back, and I really wasn't wanting to go rope steers, and and uh, I just was I, like I said before, and you know, I I love team roping, and I like the team rope, and um, I was just team roping, and you know, I I, I hit it all my life. And uh, I healed very little, uh, but uh, I was been healing. And this boy, this Chris uh, Torres, lives here in Cross Plains, and he he wanted to go to Vegas. And anyway, we went to Andrews first. It was the last World Series uh, qualifier, and uh, I'd never been to a World Series. I quit team open for about eighteen years. And uh, anyway, we we had been practicing here at home, and and anyway, we went out there, and we was high, we were third high team call, and anyway, we come and roped the steer, and and there was uh, two other teams, and they either roped the leg or miss, I don't remember. Anyway, we won it. So he said, "You want to go to Vegas?" I said, "Yeah, you know, as long as I get to practice." So we got home and. I don't know, that first week or so, we were kind of busy doing something, and then it started raining. And I didn't get to rope at all. I didn't get to heal any, and I'm not real confident with my healing. Uh-huh. And uh, I can throw it down there, but I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> anyway, I, we got out to, we had to, we left about, matter of fact, it was a, a year ago today, we left and went to Bullhead City, uh, Arizona and roped out there and then went to Wickenburg and roped and I hadn't won anything and I run into a, an old friend of mine uh, Ace Pratt that lived in Wyoming he had a place out there and uh, invited us to come out so I went out there and we practiced and we didn't I didn't go to ropings every day I, we got to practice there at Aces and, and I got to heal some with him and he helped me some and uh, so anyway, it was, it was, uh, it helped, you know. And then when I got to Vegas, I was out there heading and I just, my horse wasn't scoring good. And it just, you know, it's a lot of ropers and you get, 
I don't care what number it is. You got to, you got to be pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not no easy deal out there. And, uh, so anyway, I, I was out there for about five days. I hadn't got to heal at all. And, uh, anyway, they had a little roping, uh, on Wednesday. We roped on Friday, I believe. Anyway, we went to the roping on Wednesday. I called that Chris and asked if he wanted to come rope. He said, yeah. So we went over there, and uh, the first one we got outrun on, and uh, he missed. And then the next one, uh, the barrier wasn't working, so we got to rope over. And Anyway, we just didn't rope real well, but uh, I caught a few. And then the next day we were, or Friday, we went to that, the number nine, and we just started off, uh, I think we were eight, and then maybe a nine, and then another eight, and we were high team back. Hmm. And uh, anyway, I I watched the steers, you know, I was watching them go, and of course, you know, they put the better steers in for the lower numbers, and it seemed like every steer they turned back would just put their feet together and hop, you know? And I'm like, man, that's just like practicing. You know, your best steers home practicing is, you know, there wasn't nothing running up the rope. There wasn't any, they were all just hanging back and hopping. And I, you know, I got a little watching that. I got a little more confident in myself Yeah, that that's, you know, he was just going to hang back and just do what, you know, I do at home and, Anyway, it was it was pretty exciting, I'll tell you. Did your last year put his feet together and hop for you? What's that now? Did your last year put his feet together and hop for you? I don't I don't know but what he did, but I threw it down there and he went in it anyway. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. So. You know, I gotta believe in that situation. Winning all those world titles in the steer rope and maybe helps you a little bit when you're getting down to the, you know, final shot and you know there's all that money on the line. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it has to help. I mean, you know, were you know was I nervous? Well, sure, I was nervous. You know, I I was. It wasn't like I was nervous. It was like I was ready. You know, uh, uh, I I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's it just, like I say, I, I got to watching them, and there was one little black and white steer there. I, I remember him, and he wrote, they roped him in several ropings, but, yeah. I mean, he he put his feet together every time, and I'm like, well, I hope I could draw him in the short round. Sure. And uh, anyway, I didn't get him, but he was, the one we got was a good one. Uh, Chris really roped good. Uh, he did rope one around the neck, and... Uh, and I got him. I roped him, but uh, but Chris, Chris, he's a good guy. He roped. He roped good. Yeah. And I think he's going back this year. Are you I'm going not back? Going, I'm not going to go. I uh, I had a heart attack in the first of June, and I I didn't rope there for about a month, and uh, I just kind of laid off. And uh, my partners, you know, I didn't want to. Get them in a bind of, you know, of them finding another partner to go rope, and my horse, my head horse, is still not scoring like I want, and I just, 
I just didn't feel like going. Yeah. Guy, how are you feeling today? I'm going to go back. What's that? How are you feeling today after all that? Uh, I feel good. Good. I I really felt good before. I don't know what, you know, that morning I woke up and and was out there feeding and I just was hurting in my chest and started sweating. And I mean, I wasn't numb and maybe in my arms and I was like, you know, I it couldn't be a heart attack. I'm only 60, just uh, 64 at the time. And I'm too young. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't drink and smoke or dip anymore. So I'm like, I can't be having a heart attack, but I finally went in that night and they said I was, I'd had about three of them. I guess hmm. they said I strained my heart pretty good, but uh, no, I've, I feel I got. I went last month to a checkup, and they said it was everything was good. Yeah, thank, thank God. Oh. You know, it's kind of a warning. You and I are pretty much exactly the same age, so that's kind of a kind of a warning for all of us guys that you know think we're okay, maybe. Right? Yeah. When you, when you think you're all right, I, I mean, my mom and dad have both had a little heart trouble, but they've had some stints. But no, either one had a heart attack or nothing, but. Yeah. And then my brothers and my sisters, you know, they haven't had, of course, they've had some high blood pressure, I guess. And, uh, but yeah, I, they said my Widowmaker was 100% blocked. Huh. So, but anyway, I feel good. Good. That's good news. Last question for you, guy. In your Hall of Fame speech, it was actually, I kind of was snickering a little bit watching it. Um, you talked a lot about family. You talked about telling your dad, hey, Gibbs got, got a really nice horse. I want him. You talked about, you know, your your sisters and all the help they gave you and them doing them doing a lot of driving. Family was a big part of all of your success, I get a funny feeling. It was. I mean, you know, of course, you know, when me and my brother and my dad, you know, that's who we traveled with. You know, we we traveled together and if we had to to uh, rent a plane to go somewhere, you know, it was us three, you know, plus, you know, some other ones, but we were, you know, it was, we were family traveling together. And then of course my sisters, uh, some would drive, uh, and they were, you know, they're, they sure, you know, cheer for us, uh, and are behind us that always, you know, and my mom, when she was alive, I mean, she was my best my best uh, cheerleader. I mean, she was, she was awesome. And, uh, we, uh, I mean, she went with us, um, you know, too. She, she carried the mail and, and, uh, uh, that mail route was in our family for about a hundred years. And anyway, we, uh, she, she would take off and go with us some and, and, um, so it was it was pretty neat to to go and you know of course my family and my kids and and all was uh, they went as much as they could you know but yeah it was a family you know family family time really yeah um, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was good all the time but when I won I was good yeah. You know, there's a lot to to look at in your resume, guy. 18 world titles, 11 in a row from 1991 to 2001. Buster Record broke that streak in 2002, and you came back and won a couple more in 
03 and 04. Two different horses of the year. You talked a lot about Jeremiah. You didn't mention a horse named Bullet that was a horse of the year award winner. Um, 33 trips to the to the national finals over four decades or five. Um, is there one thing you're the most proud of? Well, uh, you know, I, that maybe is a horrible question, and if it is, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it's it's not really. I mean, except that Jesus as my savior is probably the best. You know, uh, that's uh, that means a lot to me. Of that, and uh, but nothing really. I mean, for standing out, it just. It's going, and the the guys that I got to travel with, you know, when the, when I got older and and was married and and uh, gone, uh, I traveled with uh, Borde Bucky after, and we teamed up together, and Trey Johnson, and uh, but uh, Shannon Stalls and Phil Lyon, I got to go with Phil uh, for about three years. It was that was a. Uh, a really a fun time and Shandon we're we're really a good uh, really close uh, hey we had a lot of fun and uh, you know the the people I met at uh, the rodeos the committee people uh, the fans there at the rodeo you know that's that's what I miss about rodeo uh, is seeing them seeing you know I love films of Oregon uh it was a uh, it was probably my favorite rodeo and uh just the community people there and, and it you know just at all of them really you know dodge cheyenne uh, i mean just the little rodeos you know you go to the people you meet you know and then i i, I picked up for about five years i really enjoyed picking up uh paul peterson and billy ward and and Shannon all kind of got, you know, I got to pick up with him and I really enjoyed doing that. And I got to stay and really got to meet a lot of, a lot of the committee and, and, uh, the people that lived around there. And, and uh, that's what I miss about the rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys tell you it's, it, you know, they miss the winning, but they miss the guys in the locker room most of all. Right. Yes. Yeah. Guy Allen, I appreciate your time. Steve, it was a pleasure meeting you, and uh, thanks for calling. Only Trevor Brazil has won more titles than Guy Allen, and Trevor had four events, including the all-around, to get it done. Guy Allen truly maybe the best of all time in the single steer roping event, and as an opportunity to meet him and visit with him over the weekend and to share his story with you today was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us for the Legends of the Hall podcast, brought to you by Wrangler Long Live Cowboys. I'm Steve Kimmy.